0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Life Stories Markham. At Life Stories Markham we delve into stories of inspiring people within our Markham community. People who are known in their field of work or by their passion. I'm Michael Heap and I'm joined by my co-host Nilash Hathi and uh, go ahead, you have more to say? Well, I just wanted to remind people (laughs) in case they're watching on YouTube or listening on their podcast provider that uh, we please ask them to subscribe. And, and that way you'll be notified as soon as any new episodes are dropped.
1: So we haven't been on the air together for a while, so we were like, what do we do now? Exactly, <laughs> it's, we're resting. That's right. So today our guest is Renee Dayton. Hello. Hello, Renee. <laughs> and Renee is a, uh, is a host of a Shopping Channel. Yes. She volunteers. Yes. She's a performer by heart. <laughs> welcome um, to the show, Renee. Thank so, you
2: for having me. I, I was delighted to be asked.
0: Great to have you in a. and and you have described yourself as a natural performer. Absolutely. And and I believe this knack goes back quite a ways, until perhaps as early as when you were four years old. As early as I was four years and old. Just to remind you of what happened when. You were playing. <laughs> playing the sunrise. Sprink you it it it? Sprinkle it with dew. Sprinkle it with dew. Cover it with
2: chocolate and a miracle or two. The Candyman. The candy man. Oh, the candy man can. Oh, the Candyman
1: can. The
2: candy man can cause he mixes it with love. Makes the world taste good. Makes the world
1: taste good.
2: Okay, no, it is. Rainbow. That is my father. That's your father. Um, my dad. Uh, my dad was the most incredible uh, man. Sadly, lost him um, during COVID. And um, was he also a performer? Really? He, he, he was a closet performer. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he, I grew up at uh, Salvation Army church, and if you know anything about Salvation Army church, it's the singing and the band. And my dad was the band leader. My mom was the choir. Uh, director so yeah so it, it came I came by it honestly but my dad was just a comedian naturally he's British very dry sense of humor and uh, um, yeah he he was always that ray of sunshine in, in the room
1: so what was your childhood like Growing grow up in a musical family very creative very fun family sounds like
2: yeah I, you know what it was really interesting because um, I, I always say I grew up with June and Ward Cleaver. I I, I literally had the Cleavers as my parents. They were the best parents out there, Um, uh, involved with um, myself and my brothers. Um, I have one brother that is two years younger, and then my mom thought she was going through the change of life and found out she was pregnant when I was 18 years old. So uh, my other brother was 16, I was 18, and surprise, we got my baby brother. So um, they never missed a sport or an activity. Um, sometimes one parent was going in one direction, the other was going in the other with the kids, but, but right. they were great.
0: So you were practicing with your father on the tape you just heard. Yes. And I believe you were also about to perform yes. for rather large group of people. Tell us about that performance.
2: So um, my first solo, I was four, and um, I was at a dance studio called the McDonald Twins. And um, I performed on stage in front of 1,500 people. Wow. And so that was me just learning the song. And my dad was trying to help me learn the song. And so that was us practicing. And my brother was two at the time. And so if you hear the rattling in the background, (laughs) that was my mother trying to keep him quiet. was he on stage as well? No. Is he a performer? My brother... It's interesting. My my one brother really wasn't into the performing. Um, Both my brothers very much athletes. Um, My youngest brother, though, ended up going on to performing arts school. Um, but was athlete of the year and is in the Canadian College Hall of Fame um, mm-hmm. as a, an athlete for soccer. So, um, and both my brothers are like six one and six four. I don't know what happened to me. But
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what college?
2: He was at. Kalen was at Seneca College. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So performing—it's mm-hmm. in your blood. Yeah. And what would you say performing has done for you as a person throughout life?
2: Yeah, it's interesting because I always say the arts is such a great thing for anybody. Because um, if you can speak in front of a room and have confidence when you're younger and not be afraid, it doesn't matter what you end up doing in life. You know, in business or anything, you have to speak in front of people. So that confidence um, that I learned as a child not to be afraid and not to you know be fearful on stage didn't matter if I ended up in performing or not. It was it was something that was you know a really good gift in teaching confidence. So. I encourage the arts to anybody
1: yeah you know it's uh every time somebody asks me you know, i mentioned some people and they say communication is the key to mm-hmm. life almost right mm-hmm. articulate communicate and talk to people it's a fantastic skill to have
2: absolutely every,
1: that should be a mandatory course in school i think
2: i am um, i taught at the montessori school when mm-hmm. when my kids were young and um i did uh, the dance and the drama program to pay for their education so that they could go to Montessori. And um, I had them do speech arts starting in grade one, and the parents thought I was crazy. And I said to them, listen, they're not scared yet. Yeah. So if they can do it, you know, even if it's 30 seconds when they're in grade one, they'll they'll be able to do this forever. And it was amazing what, you know, even grade ones could do with a little bit of guidance. It was pretty awesome. Right.
0: So singing, dancing, yes. and next step led you to a beauty pageant, <laughs> Yes, um, you were Miss Toronto, mm-hmm. I believe, and you also therefore qualified for Miss Canada, yes. beauty pageant, yes. what an experience that must have been.
2: Pretty amazing experience. Um, uh, I was representing the Metro Toronto Police Amateur Athletic Association and um, with that platform I got to be the anti-drug campaign spokesperson, mm-hmm. um, I also did a lot with Make-A-Wish, um, but I went on to the Miss Canada pageant, and the girl who ended up winning ended up being one of my very dearest friends. Yes. Um, she's godmother to my children, wow. I'm godmother to her children, and yeah. we are still friends to this day.
0: You state. say hi
2: to her right now. Hi, Robin. What's she's uh, in Australia
0: yeah. now. Oh, mm-hmm. wow.
1: And where was the Canada, Miss Canada pageant? Was it in Toronto? It, it was. It was at CTV, right.
2: and um, uh, all the contestants from all over the country came. We stayed in a hotel uh, for a week and, and we did interviews and we learned of course the dance and the song routines for the show and it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I worked at CTV for many years. so I know many people have talked about working camera and whatnot on that and then one of my good friends is, was a music director, Rob Redford.
2: I totally remember that name, <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he's, uh, he's a music scorer and he's now in LA, and, you know, writing music and well, that's incredible.
0: Music.
1: Yeah. Incredible.
0: Small world. Very small yeah. world. <laughs> So all of those things we've talked about, the performance part of your life, has led you to what you do now. Mm-hmm. You work for The Shopping Channel. That's true. Which, in case people aren't aware, it's a channel that reaches millions of homes in Canada. And So maybe tell us a little bit about what you do right now for The Shopping Channel.
2: So I'm a TV host with The Shopping Channel. I started out as a guest there. Uh, one of my neighbours in Markham had a product that was going to air. And didn't have anybody who could, uh, you know, do it on air. And so he said, you've done TV before. Do you think you could sell this on air? (laughs) And two days later, I was an ionic air purifier expert. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I started. And, um, you know, I was there as a guest for a while. Uh, And then, you know, the main boss of talent asked me if, if I would like to be a host. And the rest is history. So,
1: yeah. So what makes a good guest on? The shopping channel.
2: What makes a good guest? Um, I love working with guests that are spontaneous. Um, I like people who are fun. I, I, I don't like to be too serious. I, I really like to have a good time. So, um, and for me, I like somebody who is as genuine as can be, because I think being genuine and um, as down to earth and relatable as possible, the, the better, the better it comes across.
1: And you should check out Renee's Instagram, because there's a lot of fun on Renee's Instagram. <laughs> fun, fun, yeah, fun, fun. yes.
2: Yeah, I am not serious. No, there's right.
0: zero. It, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's fun to watch her. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> she has lots of energy, yeah, for sure.
0: And yeah, talking about working with people that are fun, mm-hmm. I understand you got to work with the incomparable Joan Rivers, oh. a comedian, extraordinaire, mm-hmm. actress, producer. Uh, what, what kind of experience was that for you?
2: So Joan Rivers, everybody knows her as the comedian, and she no matter what she did, she was very funny, uh, but Joan Rivers had a heart of gold, and people didn't know the really soft, beautiful side uh, of her I, I went through a divorce at one point uh, working at TSC and she took me in her dressing room, she sat me down, she gave me the most you know inspirational pep talk and told me that I was going to be fine and that my kids were going to be fine and and uh, she was she was just incredible, eighty years old. She would work. She'd come in. She'd do Friday nights uh, till midnight with us. She'd get up. She'd do Saturday during the day. Then she'd get in a, a car. They'd drive her to uh, up to Rama. She'd do her one woman show on stage for an hour. Then they'd drive her back to the hotel, and she'd be back on air with me the next morning. Like she was, she was a machine. Uh, but she was, she was a prankster too. She, yeah. she actually had me cartwheel on air. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: tell, you gotta tell us about this. <laughs> yeah, come on, give us some more information.
2: Uh, it was actually my very first time on air working with her, and it was a big deal to get to be on air with Joan Rivers. And we were selling things, and every time we sold out of something, she was getting excited. And she's, she was like, well, you're a musical theater performer, so the next thing we sell out, Renee's going to tap dance. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm going to tap dance. It's Joan Rivers. Who's saying no to Joan Rivers? And then it was like, okay, she's going to sing us a song. And then, and then she looked over at me, and she said, can you cartwheel? And I said, yes. And she, she goes, well, you're going to cartwheel. And I went, here? And she said, yeah. And I, and I said, you're going to get me fired. And she looked at me, and she said, Honey, I'm Joan Rivers. You are not getting fired. I will take you with me to QVC, which is the sister station in the States, and you'll make four times what you make here in Canada. I got her back. I cartwheeled, and I made her. I said it was all one-sided and not fair, so I said the next sellout, she had to chicken dance, and she did.
1: Oh, awesome. (laughs) Crazy. So will you cartwheel?
2: Right now, I'm in a dress. I have an excuse. (laughs) I still can, though. Just saying. Yeah.
1: Wow. I can't do anything. Maybe you can find that video. That's that's
2: my marker of, like, if I get too old, is when I can't cartwheel. Okay. We will have you on again, and you can cartwheel. Okay. All right. I'll have to wear pants. That's (laughs) okay. Okay. So, another one of
0: your, your big passions, I understand, is animal rescue. Yes. And you were involved in a a rescue uh, facility in the island of Roatan, Mm -hmm. which is just off the coast of Honduras. Yes. And so maybe tell us how you became involved in a animal rescue facility in Roatan. Well, um,
2: during COVID, we were a little bored and locked down. And we binge watched maybe too many episodes of Caribbean Life and House Hunters International. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you knew, we ended up with a vacation property in Roatan. We bought virtually. I have a friend who lives there, his wife is a realtor, and we ended up buying um, virtually and um, started an Airbnb in, in Roatan. Um, When I finally got to the island, I fell in love with it. I heard of an animal rescue on the island, and it it is a poor country. Uh, They don't have the same sort of um, health standards for animals that we have here. And um, I started to bring back a couple of animals from Honduras to Canada and got them adopted out. Uh, And then, sadly, the woman who ran the rescue walked away and abandoned all of the animals. There were 300 plus dogs, 200 something uh, cats, and seven horses. Um, I found out what was going on. I started to contact a bunch of people and there's an amazing group of volunteers that all have come together and uh, been working to what we call Rescue the Rescue. Um, The facilities are very bad. Um, they are full of disease, Uh, the animals are overcrowded, in some cases 40 animals in one pen which is a caused aggression Um, and so what we've been trying to do is get them healthy, bring in vets, um, get them adopted out and do the best that we can. I got word yesterday Humane Society International is now coming in they're bringing 12 vets to help us with a behavioral expert and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And since August seventh, 2nd, we have adopted out 70 animals. Wow. Yeah.
1: Now, where does love for animals begin?
2: Always had animals growing Yeah, always, we? always. Always, always. Dogs, always. Cats. dogs primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, three dogs now and two cats.
1: Guess what are your names of your pet- pets?
2: Okay. So uh, the oldest dog in our house, her name is Marley. She's a shorty. She's the little one. She's the boss. (laughs) Um, Just before COVID hit, we got two dogs. Um, They are both doodles. So Murphy is um, um, Australian Labradoodle Mm -hmm. and Finley is a golden doodle. And they're four, and we have two cats. They're Scottish Fold Munchkins, so they have the little short well, yeah. uh, legs, and one of them has the folded ears. Uh, that's Dobby and Ziggy, they're brothers.
1: That's a lot Yes.
2: <laughs> five kids, five pets, five kids. you know.
1: <laughs> and you have step kids, right?
2: You, I, dad, I do, yeah. I do. Um, blended family, yeah. but um, my stepchildren have been with us for, well, my stepson, um, I guess we're on nine and a half years now. And he's the only one of the five uh, still at home and the only boy, so the rest okay. are four girls.
1: And what's it like, a step family? Being a step family? A blended, blended uh, family?
2: Yeah. Okay, so here I will say it was very challenging oh, yeah. at first um, because two sets of parents, two sets of different rules. Um, when we got custody of uh, my stepson, uh, it wasn't expected and so we were all of a sudden thrown together. And, and it wasn't easy at first, but I will tell you, Um, with, you know, persistence and working my husband and I as a team and the kids, the kids are great now. They love each other and it's really, really nice. And, and I would say, um, they all get along now and, and, uh, it's pretty amazing. They support each other. And the step part is actually
1: gone in our family. Now we're
2: not step anything. We are my brother, my sister. Because
1: a lot of families unfortunately go through this now, right? Yes. So. What bit of advice you have people with just starting over this process? Patience. Patience.
2: You really need patience, and and you need to, you need to give your partner grace because you've partnered one way and they've partnered another way, and you mm-hmm. can't expect them to parent the same way that you have. Um, you know, I was a single mom with three girls. I picked and chose my battles. Uh, you know, whereas my husband was a lot more structured and a lot more set um, he was way better at discipline than I was. I was a marshmallow. And so we had to learn to balance each other out and we had to give each other grace, um, and, and understand that we were never going to parent the same way.
0: That's good advice. Wow. Yeah. So now you're at a point where there's the number of pets in the household outnumber the number of kids. Yes. Because <laughs> many of them have moved on. You they have. Yes. Yeah,
2: they have. Um, I have, my eldest is in Guelph. She just uh, finished her master's degree and she's uh, she was working on mental health and drug addiction. Um, she backpacked through Southeast Asia and is now looking to try and get her full-time career job. Um, my uh, stepdaughter McKenna is downtown. She works at the Toronto Star. Uh, she's a digital analyst and uh, she has won many awards already. She got picked up right out of um, uh, a York Sheridan program and. She's doing really well. My middle one, Kayla, is up in Bob Cajun, um helping their dad flip a house right now. <laughs> and um, my youngest daughter is Georgian College. She just graduated, and she was doing carpentry and um, cabinetry, and she's been picked up right out of... Her program at school, and she's going to be doing epoxy and furniture, wow. Wow. and my son has started Seneca College this week. So one left. Wow, yes. <laughs> oh,
1: that's a very diverse group of children. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, creative, and, and and and
2: all of them have an arts element yes. Yes, to right. them. My, my oldest daughter, uh, growing up, uh, she was the voice of Sally. And *The Cat in the Hat* knows a lot about that with Martin Short, and she oh. did that for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. Wow.
1: Did you know? I found it today. Their Prime Video is mm-hmm. releasing a documentary on uh, Mr. Dress Up, Bernie Coombs. Really? Yes. It comes out Thanksgiving. Okay. It's amazing. I,
2: I my I my cousin today. went to school with his kids. Oh
1: wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A small world. Yeah. Small world.
1: Small yeah. World. yeah. 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 Uh, because it's yeah, so it's funny. I saw this on my LinkedIn. And then all my friends like was like worked CBC as well, and people were like, oh yeah, I worked more worked there like so many years ago. But yeah, I think it's true. I heard crazy. he was a
2: really, really, really nice guy. Yeah,
1: everyone says what he saw on TV was what he saw yeah. inside TV, right? Yeah. So,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so. Interesting. Cool. So you had a bit more time on your hands with less kids in the house, mm-hmm. which may have led you to doing some work with the Unionville Theatre Company. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah, my youngest daughter, Cassidy, who just is up in Georgia, she actually started with Unionville Theatre Company. Um, and she did it uh, the first year. She did it, it was in Wizard of Oz. They were doing. She was one of the Munchkins. She was new to the company. They didn't really know her. Um, the next year, I um, I thought it would be fun for the two of us to do something on stage together. Not so sure. She thought it was such a fun <laughs> idea. <laughs> I thought it would have been great, but uh, she she may beg to differ. But we did. They were doing Beauty and the Beast. That's why I have a video
1: from her nose. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, they were doing Beauty and the Beast, which was the last musical that I did um, up until I was six months pregnant wow. uh, with my first. So okay. I kind of was like, and I, and I said to her, you know, can we? And so she ended up playing Belle, and I ended up being Mrs. Potts. So okay. that was kind of fun.
0: Excellent.
1: Um, and in fact, one of our viewers, uh, Kim Narduzzi, who probably you met yes. at... Uh, at the Union Theatre. I love Kim. And she <laughs> recommended you for to be a guest on our podcast. Thank you so. Kim. I'm very honored that
2: you that yes. you did that. Now uh, Kim's son Joe yes. Yes. went to school with my daughter Cassidy. Yes. They were in the same vocal class and we hadn't found a beast yet yes. for the production. Yes. We hadn't found a, a guy who could sing it and she dragged Joe mm-hmm. Uh, and had him in the in the production, and that's where I met Kim was because of Joe being the beast in
1: Beauty and the well, Beast. Well, uh, Michael and I we co chair a curling league. Okay, you a, a, a curling club where we met know Kim from as well. And we had Joe come uh, one after one of our bonds, because he sang it for the... He's their, amazing, isn't amazing he?
0: Voice. Yeah, amazing, he was he was amazing voice. royal theme, yeah. and he sang uh, God Save the, the Queen.
1: Queen, and he sang lots of uh, songs as well. Amazing. Amazing, amazing yeah, voice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Joe is a very, very talented
1: young yeah. man.
0: Yeah, very good, yeah. So, Renee, we've talked about a lot of upbeat, positive One radio. more
1: question. Oh, Are you producing as well now?
0: Uh, Yeah, I
2: produced last year. Um, We did Into the Woods and uh, there was a big turnover, kind of the changing of the guard last year. And um, I just thought, you know, we come out of two years of COVID. We were a little out of practice and stuff. And I thought, you know what? They're going to really need support in the back end this year. And so I stepped off stage last year. So I am auditioning this year. I did kind of miss it a little Yeah, I so say, performing <laughs> and
1: producing, but you're a national performer, Christina i I'm guessing performing, right? Uh,
2: well, I have to audition like everybody else, so we'll see what and happens. who makes the decision? The, the director. And, who and the that? Vocal, just- the director this year is, <laughs> is I don't have an. I do, I, I know him very well. Uh, one of my, one of my longest friends, um, I started working with Mark Cassius when I was 15 years old at Canada's Wonderland. It's where a lot of Toronto musical theater yes. performers got their start. Um, he went on to uh, be, do a lot of Broadway musicals. In fact, he played um Judah in the original production with Donny Osmond, who sang the Benjamin Calypso song, Um, and Mark was one of the Nylons, and so um, he is he is the director this year. So we're really honored to have that caliber and somebody who was actually in the production of Joseph directing for us this year. Was your
1: husband involved in the
2: theater? So my husband actually did get involved, which is hilarious because (laughs) he is a. He is a businessman, and, and I mean, he is a, a quite a big businessman. He he deals in a, in a he has a very big job with lots of employees. And I had no idea that my husband was a closet performer <laughs> until we got together. Um, and uh, he did join the company, and he did uh, Cinderella uh, when we did Cinderella, and then last year he was the narrator in Into the Woods. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what's his name? First name. Tom. Thank you. Wow. That's his name? Right. Thomas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, so we've touched on various aspects, mm-hmm. aspects of your life story. Yeah. And one of the aspects, and we've talked about this before. Yep. Is a rather difficult story to
2: tell. Yep. I have no problem talking about it.
0: Exactly, and that's why we're going to bring it up. It involves a pretty serious hormonal condition mm-hmm. that you've been battling, mm-hmm. and uh, so maybe you can tell us and, and the audience about what it is, how you've been dealing with it, and where it stands today.
2: Um, So uh, a few years ago, I started putting on weight and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And uh, for lack of a better word, I was blowing up. Uh, my face was getting really distended, uh, my arms stayed the same, my legs stayed the same, and my whole body was going rounded. I was going to boot camp five days a week. I was eating nothing but lettuce, and, and I just was it, it was, it was bad. And I knew there was something wrong. I, I, you know, my background as a dancer, I, I, you know, 18 years of dance and professional training, I knew that something was up. Um, And I kept going to the doctor saying something's wrong and they would say, no, it's menopause. I'm like, I'm not sitting on a couch eating bonbons, doing nothing. Like something is wrong. So the long and the short of it is I was diagnosed with Cushing's disease. Um, It is a disease that not many people know about uh, and uh, the overproduction of cortisol in my body uh, for me was caused by lack of sleep and stress. Um, Many people, it's if they've had steroid use or things like that. I had never used anything like that. But um, lack of sleep and stress, going through divorce, uh, all the stresses of, of, you know, being a parent and and I don't let it out. I internalize, uh, which is not healthy. (laughs) So I know (laughs) now. It caused a tumor on my pituitary gland, and the tumor caused all my adrenals uh, to go crazy, which caused the weight gain, and um, it started to attack my bones, um, and you know, a variety of things. So I ended up having to have neurosurgery. Pretty phenomenal what what they were able to do. They went in through my nose, took the tumor out that way. So yeah, the technology is amazing what they can do. Um, so, uh, knock on wood, I, um, am free and clear. Um, I do have to go back yearly, uh, and have a scan every year to make sure it is possible, but highly unlikely that it'll grow back because they believe they got, got it all in all of the margins when they took it. It's not cancerous, um, but, but it
1: can. And when did you recur. have that? Where, where did you have this? Where?
2: So they went through my nose. Well,
1: sorry, where? Oh, Tron- uh, uh, Toronto
2: Western. Toronto Western. Toronto Western yeah. Doctor. Uh, Dr. Fred Gentile, uh, renowned, yeah, renowned, renowned surgeon. Um, uh, people come from all over the world to train with Fred Gentile. And sadly, uh, he just passed away, I want to say two years ago, of a brain tumor. Uh, and his, his surgeon was one of his students, but his tumor was um, not operable. Um, they tried, uh, but they could not get it all, and, and sadly he passed away. And the most interesting thing about this man, he was just such a teacher that as he was going through it, he said, I've been able to teach how to fix it. I've never been able to teach what it's like to be a patient, and now I can teach my students what oh it's like to be gosh. a patient. Yeah, pretty remarkable, remarkable man.
1: Because when they did that to you, that mm-hmm. surgery, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not, a nor- it's not an often surgery. It's not like no. you know, a stent, putting a stent in or something. No. Right? So it, was it was about very skilled.
2: Very skilled. Yeah. Um and, and he had quite a few students when I was there and it was intimidating. I, I you know, I, I went into the room and we're not just talking like a table of tools. It was think of an island in your kitchen, like a breakfast island right. full of tools. And the surgery itself was probably I think it went over six hours. Wow. Um and, and then I was in ICU for a couple of days, but but uh, very, very grateful to the staff there. They were they were pretty amazing.
1: I saw the video that you posted on YouTube when you had issue mm-hmm. and you came back. How was it? Come back to work and all that.
2: It was pretty amazing. I, I will say, um, before I was diagnosed and with the weight gain, it was really hard. People people can be cruel and people people can be tough. Uh, the majority of people at TSE and 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 are I call them the TSE family. The, the the viewers who watch every day were kind and supportive and wonderful, but you're gonna get the odd one who's not so nice. Um, but when I came out with my diagnosis, the, the support was incredible. And when I came back, I will never be able to ex- describe the feeling of support and love that I got from people coming back. And I, I just felt really welcome back. At TSC was phenomenal. They were so good during all of it. Rogers and the Rogers family was amazing. They were very supportive. They, were, they, you know, what do you need? you need to come back gradually? How do we help you? And I didn't come back gradually. I just
0: went back yeah, to work. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I was bored boring. at home, let yeah, me tell yeah. you. So, Renee, you, you sound like you persevered with your doctor. You mm-hmm. became your own advocate. Yes. Uh, which you, you've said is, is a very important thing when you're going through something like that.
2: It, it, because it's a, a rare disease, um, at first when I, when I had it, I, they were like, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. And I knew I had Cushing's disease from any of the research oh. that I had done. I was missing one marker, and because I was missing the one marker they wouldn't diagnose me. And I finally got them to agree to send me to an endocrinologist. And I I had to beg and plead, please send me to an endocrinologist. And when I went there, I said, I, I walked in, and I said, I've got Cushing's disease. She's like, well, let's test your thyroid. <laughs> and, and I said, can you you can test whatever you want, but could you please do the test for this? And right. it came back and the results were off the, off the chart. So I, I will always say we are not doctors, we're not medical sure. experts, but absolutely you have to advocate for yourself and I absolutely have no shame in saying that I got in with my doctor I got my surgery so fast because I begged on social media Mm. and uh, the viewers are the ones who got me in with the doctor that I had and helped me get my surgery as quick as I did so yeah yeah Yeah.
1: so how long have you been TSC now?
2: I have been a host for almost 17 years and I was a guest three years before that
1: So 20 years, Mm -hmm. Uh, you've been in theater for all your life. Yep. (laughs) What's next? Anything next?
2: Yes, I I do have a plan um, because I know that I will never just be able to retire and sit still. Mm -hmm. Um, We are building up on uh, Georgian Bay. And so eventually we will have a house on Georgian Bay that uh, that we will retire to. But my long-term goal is I want to volunteer with the theater company. Um, I have a goal for them to have their own space and their own facility, their own building right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we currently have been renting places and, and I would really like to see Unionville Theatre Company have its own facility. What I love about the company is it's accessible to all. Um, so we have kids who are on the spectrum, we have kids who um, uh, have been in wheelchairs, we have. Uh, kids that are just you know the square peg that doesn't fit in the round hole we have kids that are just you know uh, have a passion for love of music and I would like to see that continue and I would like to see it evolve into younger and younger and younger right now we're 9 to 90 as we say Mm -hmm. but I'd like to see a program in Markham that's for the younger uh, kids as well in theater so I'd like that to happen. The Markham
1: Theatre does something like a discovery mm-hmm. program, right, for mm-hmm. younger kids, children, which is fantastic as well.
2: Yeah, and they they, they run it every summer. Yeah. Um, so we are asking, we've asked the town if, you know, if they can help us with the building, we will join in their summer programs and, and because right. uh, they fill up so fast. Sure they do it, yeah. And so we would like that opportunity to be for even more kids in, in Markham. Mm-hmm. So that, and then in Roatan, I would like to work with the rescue. Um, and I also would like to start a theater program out in Roatan for the kids. Um, they have cruise ships that sure. come in, and yeah. so if the kids could perform for the cruise ships, they could raise money for their families. Wonderful. Wonderful. So. Okay, so, so,
0: so actually, I want to say one yeah, more yeah, thing okay, because sorry. you've done a lot for the community. You, you just explained all the many things you've done. Uh, <laughs> it's way more fun than working. <laughs> it is. So you've also received a little recognition A little what bit. you've done. And so we want to point out something. Yep. It's called the Queen's Jubilee Medal. Mm-hmm. And we've got a picture of you being presented with the medal. We'll put it up yes. later. But it's given to people who've made a significant contribution to a community within Canada. And this honor was bestowed on you, Renee. Mm-hmm. So maybe tell us a little bit about that experience.
2: Oh, that, that was a huge honor. And, and I uh, received that. Um, I live in Cornell. Uh, many people in Markham know where Cornell is. And when Cornell first started, it was a brand new concept and a new idea. So there was a lot of glitches. Um, and I sat on the Community Ratepayers Association and eventually became president of the Community uh, Ratepayers Association. And um, I ended up doing a ton of work with the town of Markham um, and really helping to advocate for um, housing um, that's affordable for all. And, and um, advocating for our community. And that's, that's really, I I, I believe it was Frank Scarpetti that nominated me oh, for the award. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Well,
0: congratulations. Well, thank you. you. So politics in your future?
2: You know, I've thought about it, but no, <laughs> no, you, you know why? I really love working with kids and I really love working with the animals and I know they keep asking oh, me the Mr. T- and he, he No, I don't know about that. I, l- listen, Frank and Jack Heath consistently yes. says, "Come, Come on,", on. Exactly, for sure. but uh, but no, I I kind of like volunteering and doing the things that I'm doing. Sure. They, I'll leave that to, so to some volunteering.
1: <laughs> all of you people, the Weiss Group, for example, who uh, was sponsors of the Flatiron Theater. And yes, all, yes. Brene started. Rewindle Theater Building. We need
2: okay. a building. The word <laughs> <Theater laughs> is out now. Yeah. Yeah. We need a space. <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: Yeah. So any builder who would like to donate that, go. I'll gladly name it after you. <laughs>
1: there you go. The call is out. <laughs> <laughs> is it time, Michael? I think it's time. It's time?
2: Yeah. It's time.
1: For... Okay, so this is one of our most popular parts of the program. I, I've been
2: waiting for this. <laughs> I might be a little afraid of what you might ask me, but we're, we're ready. Okay,
1: <laughs> so these are, you know, rapid-fire questions. You know what that is. I don't have to explain it to you. Ten questions.
2: All right, perfect.
1: Maybe more. Okay, <laughs> phone call or text?
2: Phone call.
0: So I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Things can get misinterpreted in text. You're so much better to talk to somebody because you hear the emotion and intent in their yeah. voice.
0: Yeah, there you go. Not a surprise, but very, very well said. Your favorite song?
2: Oh man. Okay. Yeah, um, one. Oh Holy Night.
0: Oh Holy. Yeah, Let us hear it. I don't think oh, I know come it. come on,
2: really? I don't think I know it. Oh Holy Night. The stars are brightly shining. You know that
1: song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I, I, I I don't know Delicious.
2: why I have just always loved okay. that that Christmas Carol.
1: Okay, now this is gonna be difficult for you. Okay. Mm. Right now it's three two, but cats or dogs? Dogs. Ooh, I okay. love
2: my cats.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're not listening. Don't listen. to I love <laughs>
2: my cats, but dogs but I are. but dogs dogs have my heart. But I do love my cats. <laughs>
0: You're so cuddly. They if, are, if we have a chocolate yeah. Lab, yeah, a my
2: dogs, my dogs are naughty and they're funny, <laughs> so that I just it, I, it makes it
0: interesting. I like naughty, but I'm scared of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Renee, movie night or dinner date? Hmm,
2: hmm. dinner
0: date. Dinner date. More yeah. social, more interactive. I mean, I like
2: that. movie night too, but but dinner date. Especially, you know, good food. I, I'm a yeah. foodie. I love yeah. good food. So, yeah.
1: Does your date get to say
2: anything? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes <it's amazing. laughs> My husband, actually, if you met him, you would think he's a fairly quiet guy. But once right. you get him going, no, we're good. <laughs>
0: there must be moments when you've been, maybe you've been hosting for hours and speaking on camera. When you come home, do you just want to maybe not mm-hmm. speak?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, you guys would both know what that that's like as well. When you're talk, 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 and you, you do get home, sometimes you just need to. Yeah,
1: sure. I talk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, first album you ever purchased?
2: Oh, wow. Sean Cassidy. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, the "Do Do Run Run. hmm mm-hmm.
1: okay. Probably,
2: I think that would, uh, yeah, that would probably when be I Learned
1: it. to Ski, that was a song I was always playing when I Learned to
0: Ski. <laughs> Sean Cassidy Sean Cassidy <laughs> A name from the past Okay oh, This is going to be your favorite <laughs> Okay Meat pie Oh come on or- <laughs> <laughs> apple pudding, pie. Meat, Meat pie or-, or apple pie Oh apple so uh-huh. you're more of a sweet than a savory girl? You I, say?
2: Yeah, I do love sweets Although I make a mean turkey pot pie yeah, that like that's what you pudding? do with leftovers. It's like meat pudding.
1: Like <laughs> no, stuff? it's
2: like a chicken pot pie. But you know when you have all those leftovers I'm with I have no idea what that okay. Is. <laughs> well, when you have turkey leftovers for days and days and days, you make turkey pot pie. You yeah. freeze it. So then you know a month later when you're not sick of turkey anymore, you can.
1: I know what paneer pie is.
2: What's oh. paneer pie?
1: With paneer.
2: Okay,
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> paneer pot pie, we could call it. There
2: you go. Are you going to make it for us? Sure. Okay. It's one in the freezer now. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, your go-to snack? Chocolate. Chocolate? chocolate. You come home from work, sometimes late, and you eat chocolate?
2: Yeah. Yeah? Correct. Yeah. Too, yeah okay. I lo- Chocolate with peanut yeah. butter is like, like yeah. the bomb. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Um... What is, you talk about a lot of talents that you have. Mm. What about your hidden, is there a hidden talent, Renee, that we don't, we're not aware of? I
2: love to cook. I oh. love, 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 love to cook.
0: Okay. Is that so. what your friends would know, not know? Uh, my what?
2: friends would know that. So who, what yeah. would they not know? What would they not know? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm a pretty open book. <laughs> <laughs> <You're laughs> tell them everything. I really don't hide a whole yeah. lot. <laughs> okay. So what
1: was your talent in the, in the Canadian pageant? Ms. I Gethman. sang. You sang? Yeah. What did I you sang. sing?
2: Um, mm, mm, mm. I think I sang, I think I sang La Jazz Hot. Right. Yeah, from Victor Victoria. Oh wow,
0: okay.
1: Um, okay. Your childhood nickname?
2: Nene. Nene? Nene? To this day it still works. Oh yeah? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Nene. The last part of your name. Nene. Renee. Nene. Rene. Nene. 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 Well, a dance yeah. Nene, because, right? because
2: little kids couldn't say Renee. Right. Ah. So it, it became Nene, but which has become like my nieces have all called me Nene or Auntie Nene. Yeah. And I've told my kids that I will not be a nana. I'm just going to stay
1: Nene. Right. Isn't there a Nene song or something? Like
0: yeah, I think there is. Yeah. Do the Nene. Nene, <laughs> Nene, Nene, Nene. <laughs> okay. Question number 10. Mm. What is the one person you would like to meet who you have not met yet? If you could. Oh. Anybody. Okay.
2: Okay. Mm. One person that I would like to meet—can mm-hmm. they be dead or alive?
0: Sure, sure, absolutely.
2: I would have loved to sat down and had tea with Lady Di, oh,
0: Diana
2: Lady Diana. Yeah, I, maybe something else, but you know that—that yeah. that I think she deserved it something else. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: had a story to tell. I yeah, I, I think it, I
2: you? think it would have been fascinating. I think right. it would have been fascinating to really hear. Her version. There's been lots of other depictions of what went on, right. but I would really, I think it would be really interesting to hear her side of things.
1: Okay, one add-on. Mm. What person has influenced your life?
2: Oh, wow, my father. Yeah. My father, yeah. My father was, uh, there's not a person on earth who didn't meet my father who didn't love my father, and my father's lesson to us kids was to be kind. Um, and, and to always which is where my volunteering comes from my father was always giving back my father always if, you know, if he had the last penny in his pocket he would give it to you if you needed it that's who he was and uh, absolutely hands I know that's kind of cliche to say that's that good. but honestly no, no, no. my father is definitely one of the biggest influences in my life Excellent.
1: now uh, as we leave mm-hmm. we're getting ready to wrap up
2: this has been so much fun so, thank that, you for that, having me good. one
1: advice you have for people performers or just you know. People have artistic,
0: artistic streaks in maybe
2: yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well I always say be yourself. Um, that's really key and really important. Don't try to be any, I, I, be yourself everybody else is taken. Uh, you know, like just be yourself. Um, and don't be afraid to go for it because what's the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't happen. But if you never tried, you won't know. Um, so, you know, just have confidence in yourself, go out and do it. And, and with every step that you take, you learn, um, and it's okay to fall and dust yourself up and get back off up again.
0: Good words of wisdom. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for you having so me. Yeah. <laughs> Talk <to you> forever. <laughs> we will have you back.
2: Thank you so much. With a cartwheel. <laughs> with a cartwheel. Off to wear pants. <laughs> Thank
1: you very much.
0: And again, for the people out there, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And uh, please go out and check our website, which is uh, www.lifestoriesmarkham.ca. You can email us with ideas, or if you have a guest that you think might be interesting, please send that to us as well, ideas at lifestoriesmarkham.ca. And whether you're also listening to this as a podcast or watching it, once again, we remind you, please subscribe to our channel, and that way you won't miss a single episode and we have new episodes coming out all the time. Just a reminder, the program is produced by Nilesh Hathi Media. You can reach the incomparable Neelash at nilesh.hathi at gmail.com. And again, we hope to see you again for our next episode. Thanks for watching. Hey, one more, Michael. Oh.
1: We have one life story for us.
0: Oh, we Not do. Not us, but
1: you, Michael. Last time you saw Michael, he had glasses on.
0: So, Michael, what happened? All of a sudden, you're like, you could see everything. I can see. This is the first episode where I've ditched the glasses. Laser eye surgery, which was originally um, uh, put on by, by cataracts that I was diagnosed with. So the cataracts are gone. I have new lenses. I also have new vision. I can see everything. The glasses are gone. It's been 50 years with glasses and I don't miss them at all. It's, That's awesome. It's <laughs> freedom.
1: The camera likes that too. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> no <laughs> reflections. <laughs> <So> you're next. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you very much for watching, everybody. All right. Take care, guys. Right. Bye. Bye.